second episode of the I Know Him podcast. I'm so excited today to have another great conversation. Um, The purpose for our podcast, again, is to invite our neighbors around the world to come and see, to find out who Jesus really is and what it means to know Him from the lives of those who have personally experienced Him. So I'm here with my friend Roxy today. We're going to do just that. We're going to talk about um, how she's experienced God in her own life and how she knows that um, God is here, God is real, and God is good. She's got a big heart for um, for a lot of things that God has called her to, and so I'm excited for you guys to get to know her. Roxy, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Roxy Hall. My husband, Chase, and I have been serving in ministry together for about seven years now, and I have a huge passion for the church, um, for serving the church full-time with our whole family and our whole life, and then also um, specifically for foster care that is another huge passion of mine, and we are kind of in, in the trenches of that in life currently, and I'm just really excited to be here today. All right. Thank you. I'm so excited um, to hear kind of more more about your story. So kind of going back to what on the, on the podcast, we just really want to know how have you experienced God in your life? If someone were to ask you, how do you know He's real? How do you know He's here? How do you know He's good? Um, from your, you know, life experiences, what would what would you say, especially in regards to foster care? I think that's so unique. Um, that's such that's such a big issue right. today. There's such yeah. a need for that, but people are people are a little bit apprehensive about absolutely that kind of yeah. thing. What would you have to say about that? Yeah, well, specifically for foster care, um, I just really think that we have such a bad taste in our mouths with the system because it's scary and it's it's real and it's hurting and it's mm-hmm. it's painful. And all of that definitely comes with foster care, but um, I, I know, like, I've seen God so prevalent in our lives um, with our situation with our foster daughter that we we actually, you have to go through the process and you have to really put on paper in black and white, like, this is what I would like to see in a child that's in my home. Um, this is the, the age and this is the gender, which a lot of those things are super helpful to find a really, you know, a good fit for your family right, and maybe right. what your dynamics looks like. But it's also really intimidating um, because you do have to make those decisions and it's like, well, you know, it's a child, you know, and they're out there and they're hurting and they're homeless or their system has drugs in it. And here I am being, you know, picking and choosing. And so we kind of did those. And, you know, we, I had always had a little boy on my heart from the time, I guess it would have been about a year after Chase and I got married, we knew we would adopt at some point, um, in the future. And so I knew there was a little boy on my heart, but so I was like, well, it, it will do a boy, you know, and our age range was kind of various, but we'll, we'll, you know, foster a boy. And so we got the call one day and, um, they had asked us to take a little boy that was in a sibling group that had two sisters. And the story was kind of intimidating with him with some issues behaviorally and medically specifically that I just didn't really feel confident in my care for him. And so I said, well, what about his three-year-old sister? You know, who's going to take her? And they said, well, we're not sure we're going to find a home for them all together. So if we cannot, can we bring her to you tonight? And so I said, yes, you know, we're more than happy to do that. But with that, just seeing God so real in, in her life, you know, she just, she came into our home and just seeing, you know, for us, like waiting on her to get there. I mean, we found out about two o'clock in the afternoon and she arrived maybe at nine o'clock that night. And so that waiting time, I just remember praying and I remember making her this plate of food and just thinking like, I don't know her. And I just prayed over the food. Like, I don't know what she likes. So I just put all of these things (laughs) on this little plate. But I just sat there, and once she entered our home, and she was just so resilient. And I knew 
I knew in that moment that that was the Lord, that that wasn't just, you know, a typical situation because she was hurting. She was confused. You know, things came out later. You know, she, she had just left her mom and her siblings and her whole family. But I knew I just had this peace after the caseworkers left our home. Like, you know, this is the Lord in her life already in our home because he's here and he he's already just filling her with this joy. And, and the time in her home, she brought us so much joy. I mean, she was hilarious, such a fun little little toddler. And that's exactly, you know, even up to the day she left our home to be with her grandmother, like we were just laughing at her because she just loved life and she was full of life and she knew Jesus. And that was just a really cool testimony of God's goodness and just his his realness in that moment of mm-hmm. we don't know what this looks like we're waiting on this child that we don't know to arrive at our home you know she's scared and she's hurt but then just to see her face light up in the midst of that brokenness was like okay God I, I know that you're taking care of this this orphan I mean right essentially right. yeah especially regarding I mean the the call right even, to be a foster a foster yeah. mom or a foster dad. You mentioned like whenever you and Chase that y'all had been married. How did that come about? Like a lot of people wonder, you know, when people say we knew that God was asking us to do this. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean I I know a lot of people have had these, you know, really relevant moments or audible voice from God. And in that moment for us, we were actually attending a banquet and it was for it was raising funds for birth moms. Um, that decided to give their babies up at adoption, more of like a private adoption um, Mm -hmm. sector. And at that time, we really didn't know what adoption would look like in our lives, but we knew that was something that we we would do. And that night, I just remember being there and just just having a tug on my heart. It wasn't an audible voice. It wasn't a dream um, because those things absolutely happen and they have happened in other situations. But it was just a you know, I feel like we're supposed to help with this. This is a problem. And more than that, it's a mandate um, in the word of God to take care of the orphans and the widows. And, you know, what, what could possibly keep us from caring for them? And so really that's where that call came from. And then we just waited to follow that piece of when that timing was to walk it out in our lives. Right, right. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's huge. So you mentioned in, you know, in the Bible that it's huge, like, you know, we're called to care for right. orphans yeah. and, and widows and um, and people in poverty. And so you're obviously living that out in, in your life. Um, what what kind of scripture maybe has reflected something that you've seen about the Lord and his character through this these hard situations even? Right. For me specifically, one that I love, and even just right now, it's First Peter 1, and it's verses 4 through 7. And it's just talking about pure gold in the fire pit comes out of it proved pure. And genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine. And I loved, I just wrote down this thought, your faith is a display of God's victory, and you have to let him have that victory. And it was so evident because when our foster daughter left our home, we were broken. You know, we knew that that was a possibility and we weren't solely going into foster care to to adopt we knew adoption adoption is something in our future but we knew we had the call to foster care and so we you know we from the day she entered our home we knew that there was a possibility of her leaving we had hoped it would be with her mom and that their family would be whole but for her to be with family you know that was ideal regardless but you know it was just hard and feeling that brokenness and seeing our children go through that it was like, okay, Lord, did we miss this? Is this for us? Oh, you know, man. what does yeah. this look like? And he just reminded me, you know, like our faith walking through that 
is a display of his victory. And then it's not about us that we, we are walking out our call and it may hurt and it may tug and we may Mm -hmm. feel like emotions and, and worldly things, but spiritually like that's, you know, our, our testimony of that gets to be his victory. That is, man, that is such a good word. That's huge. That's awesome. I love I love that you touched on that because I think there's a lot of stuff that people, you know, like what you kind of mentioned, they're a little bit scared about it too, but a big right. part of that is that hard part of when they, right. and any when they are reunited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, and there's there's something, when, when there's unknowns, and we really right. have to put our faith in that, um, but to have physically experienced that, right. that is, that's something that a lot of people are apprehensive about and don't really know what to expect. So especially in regards to, you know, to foster care and in your family with your husband and even with your other kids, like what are some other challenges that you feel like God has revealed himself to you in? Challenges, I mean, we've walked through lots (laughs) of things together, but when my husband and I were actually called to ministry, I met him when he he was working in ministry. He was working for free at the time, but we were called to leave our home. I was eight months pregnant um, with our, our daughter, our first child. And he received a phone call out of the blue, um, and it was just very, we weren't looking for, you know, any kind of move, or it was just very, like, okay, but with us not being really in the ministry long enough, and and young, and immature in our faith, we were like, well, is this normal, or is this God? What do we do? (laughs) And it was a great opportunity, and it was exciting, and so... I remember, you know, us together because we're like, well, we're leaving home. Like, we're fixing to have a baby and we're going to raise our daughter. Like, that's what we had planned. But it was just neat because I remember my husband specifically saying, like, I'm just going to ask the Lord. Like, I'm not going to test him, but I'm going to ask him to make this wow. so real to us that we know this is what we're supposed to do. Not because it's a bad thing, because, you know, stepping out into another ministry, like, not because that was a, a bad situation. We knew it was good, but we just wanted to know it was God. Right. And right. so he asked specifically, he's like, if, if this is you, Lord, I really, I need this person. It was someone we trusted in faith to just give me a confirmation. We hadn't told anyone what was going on. It was like the day of, and it was just like, okay, Lord, like we want to almost like wow. get this out of the way. We yes. like almost wanted it not to be true. And so we're like, <laughs> we're just going to get it out of the way and, you know, move on. And so, I mean, seconds later, that guy tapped him on the shoulder. I don't remember the word, you know, specifically, it's been several years ago, but it was basically in this sort of, you know, the Lord is calling you to do something. And I just want you to know that I was supposed to let you know that it's, it's a good, and you know, and it was him specifically and, you know, in those situations. And I don't think that that was, um, you know, a lot of people can say things, you know, well, it was just luck or it was by chance or it was just, you know, wow, that's great. But just to see yeah. that realness of God and knowing Him. And what's funny is looking back now, it's like, wow, we were so immature in our faith. <laughs> but it was like, okay, God, you know, that's great. But we need like one more word. Oh, but we, we need, need to know. More. Like we need to know, you know, because we were scared. We were yes. leaving everything Amy, we had known. We were just yeah. stepping out into an unknown, like a world. We were young. I was 19. And so we were just like, and so um, another guy walked up to my husband and he was like, listen, you know, you have been faithful in the little and, and you, you're going to be rewarded in much and God is ready to take you to that next step. And so we knew in that moment, wow. Okay, but you know, it was a yeah. good thing and not necessarily a challenge, but at the same time, it was an emotional challenge for us because we were leaving what we were comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And we had to go to our family and say, look, we know you don't understand, but we're moving hours away 
to serve in the ministry. And, you know, yes, we're serving now and this is great, but this is what the Lord's calling us to do and we have to go. And so, you know, that was a challenge in a sense of it was great and it was, you know, it was exciting, but it was also like, it was hard. It was stepping into Mm -hmm. what felt like a wilderness, but really it was just like a mountaintop. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, I love that because that's kind of also like a trend in, not, not a trend, but just going and taking how you've approached family and bringing in these children and bringing right. in these orphans, you are walking into wilderness. Oh, absolutely. And you are, in a sense, you're leading them to something that is bountiful and right. welcoming and, you know, showing them that there is hope to right. get to a mountaintop. So that right. is so cool that the Lord started that when y'all it's were neat. newly yeah. met. And had no idea met. what the future no would idea. hold. <laughs> had no idea. Man, that's incredible. I love that. I got chills just thinking about it's it's so like God. I mean, obviously he does he does the impossible and we know right. we know that. But to have to have these experiences, it's kind of like in our culture today, I feel like we're almost like afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Um because we we our faith is so so little that we don't right. expect it to happen. Right. Um, and then of course, like that is something you know, God can do anything He wants. He can put a thought in someone that loves Him and be like, "Hey, go encourage right. this person." Right. That's not far. That doesn't. That's not like right. a far stretch. But yet, to us, we're kind of like, "Well, that would be crazy. Like right. that would be a sign. That'd be a miracle." You know. Right. And God just is. It's like He's there waiting just to do so much more right so much more he wants to use us yes for his yes. glory yeah that is so cool i love that example that was great um so kind of kind of talking about through you know through your life and through how you've experienced god um a lot of what we've been talking about with i know him is through through our experiences god always has a purpose mm-hmm. right there's always a purpose there's always um, you know, it's always to point people to Jesus and to make people want to, to not to make them, but to draw them right. in, draw them in and, and to right. desire a relationship for him. There's always restoration. There's always healing. There's always, you know, a multiplication effect. We see Absolutely. that in Jeremiah 32, like the people that were hurting, he's, you know, he, he restored them and then they, they sang songs of rejoicing and it became this multitude of this choir just right. singing. So, um, kind of in, in your life where you are right now, um, how have you seen God restore? How have you seen God multiply? Kind yeah. of how well, have you seen him heal? It's been really neat because actually super recently, um, my biological dad was totally restored from alcoholism. He was wow. an alcoholic for over 30 years. I've never known him as not an alcoholic. Really? Um, in, in January, he left to go to a faith-based rehabilitation center. He had been to, to rehabilitation centers before, but this was really, I mean, I wouldn't really even say it was a center. It was a church that housed addicts. That's all it was. They had Bible studies. They had church services. I mean, every single day of the week, and they worked. I mean, essentially, they walked through hard stuff spiritually, and then they worked to keep them busy. So they, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't have those idle hands, but... It, it's it's just been a really neat season of walking through that with him because it's like a whole new person right? and that restoration. Right. But more than that, when I went to see him in Arkansas, I guess it would have been in May, graduate at, at the church ceremony, just seeing, you know, my father worship. Oh, man. What why, a picture. I know. Like, why I have been <laughs> worshiping, you know, and just, you know, like fervently praying for years that he would be restored. Oh, and goodness. then, you know, in this season, it's like, it's just like a full circle. 
and it's just been really amazing. That is so cool. Oh my goodness. I'm getting, I'm, we're kind of getting a little emotional over here. That is Roxy. Yeah, it's been amazing. Oh man, I'm so happy for your family. Yes, it's just a, it's a new, I mean, it's a new life. He gets to experience, you know, with my children what he never had with me. <laughs> Rock, that's amazing. That's God. That is definitely yeah. only something. Well, that, and that you God know would that do. was even a statement that my father I made. You know, I've done this before. I've been to rehabs. I've tried to quit on my own, but I told the Lord, like, if you can take this addiction away from me, I will serve you the rest of my life. Wow. And he, I mean, even now, you know, he's out and he's back to normal life. You know, that's when it kind of seems scary, right, you know, and even right. fear inside of me, like, okay, like, you know, he's living there, you know, this is going great, but he's leaving. And here we are two and a half, almost three months later, and he's totally healed and he's a hundred percent, you know, fine. He's right. not, you know, he's not, and that's what he said. He's like, I don't have any kind of want for anything other than Jesus. That's amazing. You don't want, he doesn't want anything else other than Jesus. Right. Man, and how old is how old is your dad? Oh my gosh, I guess he's like forty six, and just such a new revelation. Can but. I just I just <laughs> want to reflect on that phrase again? You to have no other want or desire, but the Lord. Right. What an incredible experience. I mean, man, that's that's so that's so powerful. It is. But that's exactly what it is to know the Lord and to right. know God. It's it's like once you get it once you just get a glimpse of it, once you get an experience with him, it's it's all you crave. Right. I mean, and as a believer, I'm sure you know you know this. I mean, when you have those moments of of prayers being answered in front of your eyes, right. It gives us faith right. for the prayers that have not been answered yet. Absolutely, because they're still there. There's yes. still lots of situations. Yes. Like, you know, sometimes it's almost we get on this high of hearing other people's testimonies or hearing these examples of yes. restoration. Yes. But then we equally equally feel so frustrated because here we are, like, well, why isn't that happening to me? Like, why does that happen for them? But I mean, he's been an addict for thirty years. Like, you know, my entire wow. life. So since I was old enough to realize, I mean, what, like six? You know, when you realize, wow. hey, there's something wrong with my dad. <laughs> you know, like, think, you know, there's this been this time gap where, like, I've been waiting for that. And I saw other people's parents healed, you know, where yes. I was in that situation. So it's like, don't let those, you know, don't let those situations discourage you, but only just build that faith up. To like, build your faith. it happened to them because it can happen to me and can happen in my situation. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you touched on that. I feel like. A lot of our, a lot of our listeners, a lot of our friends, our neighbors, yes. they are in these really hard places, and they're so desperate to see God move. They're so desperate and right. they're so hungry. And I feel like in, a, in sometimes in our own frustration to see God move, we miss what He's doing. Absolutely, we miss what He's doing. Yeah, you know, in, in, in ourselves and in just right. around us. And we so. have our eyes focused on that one thing, but He's doing all these other things. Yes. And it's like we're missing it. We're missing out on our own life and God moving in it because yes. we have our eyes set on this is how we want it to happen and when we want it to happen. Something that um, that has always stuck with me, especially talking about you know prayers being answered and you know in regards to you know examples like you know like a person being healed from an addiction or to being not answered. Like we're talking about kind of these longings that you know are not answered for a lot of us. Um, I was I can't remember what I was listening to. It was it was a sermon and they were saying they were talking about God's promises mm-hmm. and how his promises are eternal. Right. So so a lot of times especially like we see in Hebrews 11, a lot of those people did not see their promise fulfilled in their lifetime, right. but it was after they went 
to be in the presence Absolutely. of God that they experienced the fullness of everything that God right. had promised them and had told them was going to happen. And so I think that's such a great reminder of, of whenever we're in hard places and when we're looking for God to move, we have to trust in His character. We have right. to trust in who we know Him to be. Absolutely. We have to know that He's good without a doubt and know that He is there dwelling among us. I love that verse. It's infinite. Like the Lord, our, the Lord Almighty is in our midst. Right. He's always in our midst. He's and he never fights not those battles. Dead. Yes, and that's he what fights I, I mean. You know, it's so hard to remember. Like, how many nights do we lay awake trying to fight our battles that are ours to fight? You know, like oh, the Lord told King Jehoshaphat. Yes. You know, do not be afraid nor discouraged because of this vast army. The battle is not yours. You know, but it's God's, and we we lay awake doing that. But He said, take your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Not only did they have not have to fight that battle, but they came out on the other side with everything that they could have needed and so much more. Like it said, they couldn't even gather oh, the, the things so because, good. and they so didn't good. fight. You know, so yes. here we are. We're growing weary, and we're we're feeling weak. And but it's it's mm. really not about his battle or about our battles, but it's about his call. Absolutely. And so we have to just rest easy and knowing like he's taking care of that and we have to stand firm on his promises and, and not be afraid to like encourage someone in that. I think many times, and I, I've been there where when we're walking through something as a family or, you know, maybe people know, but you know, it's like, well, you know, it's good and we're trusting the Lord and it's all going to work out. And that can seem like, okay, but I've learned in the midst of bringing someone alongside, especially that's in their walk, you know, kind of early in faith and saying, you know, well, we're stepping out right now and we really don't know like what's going to happen, but we know that we're called to do this. And so we're stepping out in faith, but then them seeing, being there for that moment and then them seeing God's promise later, not only did that, you know, come to fruition in our lives or maybe in my family, but someone else was able to witness that. And they're like, wait a minute. I remember when they were stepping out in faith and yes. I just saw yes. God fulfill that promise Absolutely. and their faith is, you know, so maybe if they haven't experienced something like very personal, they saw that. And it, because we're vulnerable enough to say like, look, we really are stepping out in faith. Like mm-hmm. we don't have it all together right now. We're just doing what the Lord said to do <laughs> and we're trusting him to work oh, it out. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, you know, but then someone else is encouraged by it and it just takes that off of us. Like it's a, maybe it's not always about us and that battle, but that it's, you know, to encourage oh, others so along good. with us. That is so good. And that's exactly why I feel like it's so important for church, for people that know God to share what God is doing in their lives. Yes. Because it's it's those moments of someone else being like, wait a second, I remember hearing mm-hmm. like so-and-so was in this kind of a situation and God right. did this. And maybe God can do that for me too. Right. And then they begin to seek this out because God's word never returns void. Right. We know that. And we know that He He is near to the brokenhearted. Absolutely. He's near. He's so near. And so one thing that, you know, sharing our stories does and, you know, talking about God moving in our daily lives, not just, you know, we always, it's important to talk about, you know, like when God saved us. Right. What he saved us from. Right. But what's so important today that I love hearing you talk about is how is he continually saving you? Right. God is continually moving in your life. Absolutely. And so I I think that is so important. So I just love to hear more of your heart about what has God been um, teaching you lately? What has he been showing you lately? Like how has God, uh, how has knowing God been impacting your life daily lately? Absolutely. Well, we <laughs> kind of a big question. Yeah, no, we're in a really neat season. But um, so 
we're still, we're literally like walking this out. Um, but the day of our foster daughter's court date that was going to determine if she was going to live with her great grandmother, um, our agency caseworker sat down. I wasn't able to be in court. I was out of state, um, with some students. And so, um, she texted me and she said, Hey, I just want you to know I made it to court. We're about to get started. And by the way, I just got an email of a little boy that's five that needs an adoptive home. Oh, Roxy. And so I said, okay. And she said, do you want me to send it over to you? I know we don't know what today in the coming weeks looks like. And I was like, yes, please send it over. The day of? The day of court. And so that was, you know, it's been months now, but... And so she sent me the email, and that typically just has a breakdown of his story. Why is in the foster care system? What's going on with this case? Um, You know, just some, like, brief information. A lot of times there's gaps, and you just kind of have to piece it together. But you can usually see any, like, anything um, that he's experienced and just kind of have, you know, that... You can be mindful of that going into it. Right, right. And so then at that point, with those types of cases... You submit your home study, which is an extensive process you go through whenever you're getting licensed. And so they submit that to um, CPS, to the agency, and then they, you know, they go through those to, to find a perfect home. And so we had done that a few times before with different um, kids that had come across because the reality of it was like, okay, you know, here's these kids and they're asking us like, yes, just submit our home study. And we've said every time, like it was a really easy answer, like submit it. And then after we've done that, we just agreed, my husband and I, and with the Lord, like if this is not for us and not for them, and you know, if this is not a good fit for our family and not a good fit for this child, like, you know, send them to an amazing home. And we just prayed for them and went on about our business because you just never know. Right. right. We've gotten, you know, a, a phone call right back. Oh, hey, they already picked a home. We've gotten a phone call two days later. And so never really worked out, but we never really concerned ourselves, which we were in the middle, you know, we were right in the trenches with our foster daughter, but even before her, like we just never, like we're upset. Right. You know, right. maybe a couple of times I was like, well, bummer. You know, like that would have been <laughs> exciting. But so with this little boy, that was on a Thursday. And so we submitted our home study. And so five weeks go by. And so I had texted about once a week, hey, have you heard anything on Joshua? Like, did they find him a family? Because I usually, it was a matter of hours or like a few days or like by the end of the week, they pick a new home. And she's like, no, but let me check. And so unfortunately, there's usually a lot of error in communication between the government and the agencies. And and so, you know, we have lots of other things going on. So I was like, okay, you know, no, no big deal. And so my husband and I attended a church conference this summer um, at our home church and we had experienced some really neat revelations and different got different words of confirmation. And it was a Tuesday through Friday. And Friday was the last day. And um, that Thursday night before, I had received a really neat word just about what's to come in our future. And just from a lady that I had known, okay, actually going back, it was her, her son was the one, one of the ones that walked up to my husband when we were supposed to leave. No way. And she happened to be sitting behind me, 4,000 people. And 4, she happened to be, and she, I don't even think she knows to this day that her son was the one that gave my husband that confirmation. But she was like, Hey Roxy, I have a word for you. So she pulled someone else in for accountability and just spoke me this word about and just a confirmation about some situations in our life. And so I was like, okay. So I just jotted it down in my notebook real quick, just so I could kind of pray on it and reflect on it later. And anyway, the next day, I'm out and about with my mom, and my phone battery's on 1%, of course. Didn't of charge course. the night before. And so my agency worker calls, and we had been chatting that day. And so I was like, hey, Shelby, um, my phone's about to die. If it dies, I'll call you later. And she's like, your phone can't die. And I was like, is something wrong? And she's like, no, they just called me, and they picked you guys as the home for Joshua. No way. 
And so I just like start crying. I'm in Hobby Lobby. And I'm just like, my mom's standing there and she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, they picked us. And she's like, what are you talking about? And so anyway, so we're still walking that out. We're not really sure what that looks like. Um, but they have chosen wow. us to be as adopted home. And, you know, we, we don't know. Things can happen. You know, you, you never know. But at the same time, just God's faithfulness in that situation. And now I was just looking back at the calendar. I have chills again. And remem- so cool. like, remembering that that date that we essentially lost our foster daughter was the same date that they happened to look for a home for Joshua. And, you know, whether we would have lost her or not, you know, we could have. That wouldn't have really made a difference. But it was just like, even if he doesn't come to our home, it was just that reminder of God, like, knowing that that day that we were going to go through so much pain of losing her and finding out suddenly that she was leaving in 48 hours, oh my goodness. you know, it was yeah. just like God's reminder now, like, Hey, you know, you are in this call and I've called you to do this and I'm going to take care of you. What great affirmation. I know. And I think that just carries over to so many situations. It doesn't have to be specific to that, but I think we can also miss it if our hearts have hardened and we're not looking at it that oh, way, that is a you know, if we're point. not looking at Absolutely. it that way where, you yeah. know, God is just reminding us, even if it doesn't work out completely, if he goes to another great home or goes with family or whatever. We're not sure. We're right in the middle of it. But just God saying, I'm going to take care of you, and I care about you. I know that hurt you, but you're doing what I asked you to do. Wow. Wow. That is such a great a great point that I think a lot of people need to hear. We yeah. need to be reminded, like, God delights in showing us His goodness. Right. Especially in hard places, because life is hard. Right. Things are going to get hard, but God's presence is is in right. our midst and and we have to be able to see yes, it. Yes, we have to have the eyes to see it or yes. we don't, you know? Yeah. Like if he's if you know, we're always looking for the negative right. we're looking for, you know. And we can and we can yes. pull in other people so to help easy. us find it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really easy. I love I love that you touched on that though because it also gives gives um really power to to how I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is how important it is for us to be looking for God on the move. Right. You know. In the middle of the hurt. In, in the, the middle, middle of the wilderness. And <laughs> for, for ourselves, but also like you mentioned earlier, this is going to inspire others. Absolutely. This is going to encourage others. One reason we do this podcast is so that it will encourage, right. inspire, but also challenge. And so, you know, we've been praying over, you know, this conversation that I've been praying that, right. you know, that we were going to have that God would do some incredible things with people that heard it, you know, and Absolutely. honestly, I think if you're out there and you're just listening to this right now and you are feeling God move in your heart, listen to that yes. because I feel like God was, God's going to do big things through this conversation and people, you know, he may ask people to do some hard things. Right. Um, so what would you say to someone that God may be asking to step out and to do something really hard. What would be your kind of encouragement to them? Yeah. Well, sometimes you have to take steps by piece into the unknown. And what I mean by that is, you know, we have to take steps into the unknown and that may seem, you know, scary. I don't like the word fearful, but it may seem like uncomfortable. That's the mm, great word. It seems yes, uncomfortable, yes. but we can take those steps Absolutely. by piece because if God's calling us to do it and we feel that peace, it may be uncomfortable. It may not feel good. And they're like, oh, this is so easy. We're going to do this and it's going to be great and glory to God. (laughs) But it may be uncomfortable and we have to take those steps by peace and we may feel stuck in the wilderness, but I would just say learn to rest in that process. And that's something I'm walking through right now and stay close to the Lord. If it means shutting out other voices in order to only hear his, do it. 
you may be in the middle of that wilderness yet be able to see the mountaintop ahead because you're you're only hearing his voice you know and I I not shut everyone else out and you know just but if that means you know taking a break from whatever from anything that would just pour into your heart or it it may not be poisonous but it may be distracting and just to keep you from seeing that you know when you're in the middle of it like we were talking about that yeah and that's just the the world we live in you know we have enough life going on and then we add all these other things that can be distracting and it's Mm -hmm. like okay like I know right now we're in a season where I need to just be able to hear his voice and you know befriend him and have those moments and just rest in that process knowing that he's taking care of things but that I have to be able to you know to hear him and if I'm filled with other things you know and deceived by the the world, then it's just really hard to be able to hear that, you know, in the middle of the wilderness. You know, I can be standing in the middle. I just picture, like, this big, like, open, like, desert-like field, but with this beautiful, like, you know, mountain. But it seems like it would take days or months or years to mm-hmm. get there, but I can see it. And yes. so I know there's, like, this glimpse of hope. Oh, and so that's, that's so what it's good. like, you know, our, our eyes are on Him, and so there's that mountain ahead. And so it's like, I would just say, rest easy and knowing that, that he's there and he's ready to take care of you. I love that. Oh my gosh. I have, we have to end on that note because that was too good. It reminded me of the verse. Um, I think it again in Hebrews, you know, Mm -hmm. so we set our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Yes. So in him, he's going to work it out. He works the things out. We got to keep walking it out. Keep looking for God to move. Yep. So, oh, Roxy, I'm so, <laughs> so glad, good. So glad you were here tonight. Um, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Um, I just, I hope that, I hope that you guys listening had fun hearing a little bit from Roxy and how she's experienced God and in her kind of unique, unique daily life. Yes. Um, but we're so grateful that you were willing to share your story yes. with us and you take it. some time out <laughs> to do this. <laughs> Um, so thank you guys again for joining in today. Thank you, Roxy, for partnering with us sure. in this ministry and sharing the gospel. Um, if you out there, anyone out there has, is listening, if you've experienced God and you're interested in partnering with us and sharing your story, um, you can always check out the blog, iknowhim.us. There's ways for you to share your stories as well. Um, or you can contact us for more information at iknowhimblog at hotmail.com and we'll be in touch with you. Um, yeah, so that was awesome. great. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes. And this is Rachel and Roxy. Yes. And we are signing off today, hoping that you were encouraged, inspired, and um, challenged to, to look for God moving around you. If you're interested in even just knowing more about what it means to begin a relationship, it, we're always available for that conversation. Um, contact us. Again, I know him blog at hotmail.com. And we'd love to answer any questions you have as well as pray for you in your endeavor to know him. All right, you guys, have a great week.